Let's just hit the ground running, boys. You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. You're listening to Mike on the Mic on GGR Pirate Radio. I'm full, and yet I know if I stop eating this, I'll regret it. It's four-leaf clover. Make a wish. Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. This is called Pilot Radio. And now, your host, Mike Luxford. (laughs) Here's the kick now. The pitch, fastball, is hit in the air to left center field. Robles calling for it. He's under it waiting, and he makes the catch! He makes the catch! Bang! Zoom down! Hi guys, it's Mike. It's Mike on the mic. Another episode on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. This is an interesting episode because it's a little out of order. I probably should have posted this a week or two ago when the Washington Nationals made the World Series right after they won the National League Championship Series. But I held off. And the reason I held off is because baseball, I think more so than just about any other sport, well, I mean, all sports are superstitious, but baseball is, I would say, probably the most superstitious. And I didn't want to jinx the Nationals by celebrating too much or being overly boisterous or anything like that about their victory in the National League Championship Series. So I held off. I had an interview with a buddy of mine. His name is Will Yao. Uh, Will was lucky enough to actually be in the clubhouse after the Nationals beat the Cardinals in the National League Championship Series, and I got an interview with him. So here we go, guys. Go ahead and take a listen to this interview, and I'll talk more because there's so much more that's happened since then. I want just real quick, um, Will. We've shit, dude. We've known each other for I I can't even remember. Like Chris how Middle, long. Or, yeah, or like that's gotta be. We, I was gonna say, did we play like elementary? Like, yeah, I was gonna say we played um, like little league baseball league together. Yep. Yeah, yep. so it's got to be it's got to be like what like twenty five years now, something like yeah, that. At least probably even longer. Yeah, probably longer. Yep. But one of the things that's been awesome about being friends with you is very few people I know are as big a baseball fan as me, and I think you're the only one I know that's actually a bigger baseball fan than me. Going and, back to actually caring about the Orioles when no other team was around. <laughs> yeah, that's that, and that's where that's kind of where it started too, because we had no DC right. team. Like, real real quick, like, because you are, are you still do you still consider yourself an O's fan, or are you like strictly a Nats fan now? I, I was more of a Braves fan growing up than than anything else, but um, I, I definitely consider myself a baseball fan first. Um, yeah, but but definitely Nats fan. Okay, so you were so you were a Braves fan growing up, right? Okay. 
Um, and, but was I mean, born in North Carolina. TBS was, you know, all over the place. And yeah. yeah, I feel like that's why there's a lot of Braves, uh, Cubs, and Mets fans because of those early exactly. cable stations. Like it was either exactly. you were watching the Mets or the Cubs or the or the Braves. But uh, at any rate, yeah. So you're just you're kind of a baseball fan first, and mm-hmm. then like I mean now I mean like you're because the Nats are so close. Have they kind of become your de facto team, or are you still yeah, just, like by by far? Yes. Yeah. So you managed to actually find your way to game four (laughs) and not only were you at game four you actually managed to make your way down to the clubhouse as the Nats were celebrating first off how the hell did you pull this off I I mean I'm pinching myself that's how it still just blows my mind that that was even a possibility it it was crazy Um, I've got a friend who works for Victor Robles's agent and is basically a handler for his his company and all that so he was in town with uh, victor's mother i don't know if you saw any of the, the information that was out there on twitter or whatever about her actually attending her first game since he's been yeah. called up to the majors she saw him at the futures game in miami what's that three four years ago now yeah um and saw him before that even when he was at hagerstown but had not actually been to the country. Uh, she lives in the Dominican, of course, uh, since he'd been called up to the majors. So um, we actually attended the two home games in the Dodgers series as well, um, and then the two home games in the uh, NLCS. Um, and I was with uh, him and Victor's mom uh, for the clincher against the, or not the clincher, but game four against the Dodgers, and then uh, both of the games against Cardinals. That's fantastic, too. And, and if the story is correct... Victor Robles' mom's first chance to see him play live other than at that Futures game was at Nats Park. And Correct. he gets inserted into the lineup and then proceeds to hit a home run. Right. Like, she was she was for the, uh, the the two Dodgers games. But, of course, he was out with the hamstring strain. And then uh, the first yeah. time she actually saw him play was, was uh, Cardinals. And, yeah, he got the base hit in his first at bat and then ended up hitting the home run later in the game. That's, that's fantastic. Um, the pictures that you had from the – from the clubhouse were just awesome. But like, yeah. what was it, what was it like being down there for that? As, I mean, as you saw them celebrate this first time that a DC team is going to the world series since like 1933. Can't even explain just, I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting there in complete awe of the fact that I'm in that situation, first of all, but um, you know, the guys were just, just carrying on acting like everybody that was in there was supposed to be there kind of <laughs> family and all that. And, and, yeah, I mean, the uh, the Latin guys in particular, Sanchez and Para leading the way for sure. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, that, they carried on all night long. We didn't even get out of there until about 2 o'clock. Wow. Wow, that's incredible. Like, I've just, I, the last few days, all I've been doing is watching footage of that. Like, Video, uh, yeah, right. There's the footage of uh, Dan Plesak, and I can't remember the other guy from the MLB Network, uh, talking right. on the field after the game. Scott Braun. Scott Braun, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, Doolittle is behind them, waving the lightsaber. <laughs> right, just, like, walks up the, to him. He's like, "Hey guys, what are you talking about?" Like, so one of the coolest things I saw while in the clubhouse was uh, Doolittle was letting uh, Howie Kendrick's kids and and I think it might have been Adam Eaton's kids kind of fight him with the lightsaber and and coals in his stomach and knock him to the floor and all that. So they they had a they had a great time. That's awesome. So I mean, you've really gotten this. I mean, you spend a lot of time at, at the stadium. I mean, you you get to see these players a lot. Like, yeah, I went to went to tons of games back in the RFK days and haven't yeah. stopped. What what has it been like? I mean, seeing because I mean, for me, it's just been awesome seeing this team come from this forgotten squad from Montreal and, and being built from garbage essentially. Like there was yeah. not much to start with to to this perennial 
uh, playoff team. Now we're going to the National League. Uh, we're going to the World Series. We won the National League championship. I mean, what has it been like for you to watch them do the same thing? It, it's happened so fast. I mean, it's been yeah, it's been 10, 12 years. But I mean, that that's that goes by in a, in a flash. You know, I mean, going from being a perennial hundred loss team to a World Series team in a decade that that's a lot of things have to go right for that to be the case. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, a lot of people have been saying, too, that like this was the loudest crowd they've ever heard at a D.C. sports event. Would you would you agree with that? So I've been to been lucky enough to be at the game Four worth walk off game. Um, my dad and I were at that one and uh, was also at Strasburg's debut. And I think Strasburg's debut is the only one comparable uh, to, to this and, and may have even actually given the slight edge to that, I think. Um, uh, you know, there was, of course, just nervous energy in the crowd from all the previous playoff disappointments that was coming into play there. And then, yeah. um, you know, as the score started to get a little closer and then the, the bases loaded situation and what was at the eighth inning. Yeah, um, definitely some nervous tension in the crowd later in the game that was not in play during the Strasburg debut. So um, that, that's the only thing I can I can even begin to compare. I wasn't at any of the Caps playoff games live last year to, to, to kind of feel that. But um, God, I imagine that's that had to have been pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and really, too, like so many people love using the hot take of, uh, oh, well, D.C. is not a sports team. It's not a baseball town. It's not right for it. I mean, I, I really feel like this playoff run is really kind of spit in the face of that whole mantra that people like throwing out there. I mean, I you know, and, and I've got a lot of friends that, that are season ticket holders and whatnot of, of the D.C. team and a and couple in particular that back in the early days would you know, wear their Phillies gear when the Phillies were in town, wear their Nats gear for the other, you know, 75 games or 70 games, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and, and it's been cool to see that kind of die off and they've become full-time Nats fans uh, over the course of the years. So I think it's taken a little while for that to change. Of course, that's just still going to be in play with the military that we have in the area and everybody's from somewhere that lives here. So that's true. There's very few people that are actually like natives to this area. Right. As, as somebody I know outside of the Nats, outside of the local teams, like you're one of the more knowledgeable baseball fans that I know. If you, if you went back to the beginning, if you went back to May or to April to, to, to March, is, yeah, did you see this coming this year? Did, did you see this coming this year? You know, I, mean, I, I had a conversation with, with a friend, um, maybe, maybe a month, month and a half ago. And I texted her when we won the other night and said, I told you, um, but the conversation we had a month, month and a half ago was, man, you know, all these, these playoff disappointments with teams that really ran the table during the regular season and were heavy favorites going into it. I really felt like, and the caps did this last two years ago, um, that it was going to be a team that nobody really expected to break through. That was going to be the one to break through. So no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't see it coming in, in March or April for sure. You know, when we were down in such a big hole in May, no, I did not see it coming. Yeah. But at the same time, I definitely felt like it was going to be a team that didn't have it easy. And I feel like if, if to kind of, if you look at history too, with this team, this is the exact opposite of what this, this particular year was the exact opposite of what's happened every other year we've made the playoffs. And because like the Nats had always just kind of like cakewalked into the playoffs and were the division right. champions and right. um, they were, they were healthy from the beginning and all the way through, but it was the other way around this year. This year they got healthy at the end. Like Zimmerman, for instance, is like, I think he's only playing in like game like 50 or 60 this year. Like he's, he's still fresh basically. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, the, the Dodgers were the team that buzz sawed through everything and, 
coasted through the last month and a half of the season. So the shoe was on the other foot this time around. That's for sure. I think the health is definitely a much bigger thing. Uh, I saw something posted on Twitter by somebody. I can't remember who it was that was talking about our records during the regular season against the Dodgers, against the Braves and against the Cardinals. Yeah. And I remember looking back at the Cardinals matchup in advance of the NLCS and looking at how we performed against them, particularly in the first series against them. And I think if I remember correctly, the first series against them, we were down, Turner, Soto, Zimmerman, and at least one more, one more big gun. I can't remember. Maybe Rendon. It might have been Rendon, Turner, and and Soto. Yeah, uh, that were out for that series. So you couldn't really gauge where we were and how we would perform because we we didn't have the same team by any stretch. Yeah. So it it really it really was it's a different different time and playoffs playoff baseball is much is actually very similar to playoff hockey a lucky bounce one way or the other. Think about, I can't remember exactly what game it was. I want to say it was game four when uh, Jock Peterson hit that line drive to right. I turned, field. I turned to the person next to me and said, puck luck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Happened. Like yep. that's that, that's exactly what that was like, like four inches to the left. And that's a base hit. And that's clearing the bases. Like it's right. Yeah, it, it really is. And like, they just, just have been at the right place at the right time. And um, that, that, that is one, the one, top example that I can remember as well, but there've been at least four five, six different things here and there throughout the course of the postseason that have been exact, exact examples of puck luck. Exactly what that is. Yeah. And it just, it, it's, it's all coming at the right time. So right. if regardless of who, who the Nats end up facing the, the Astros, the Yankees, I mean, it, is it almost like all bets are off at this point? Is there, it's almost impossible to say who's going to win. I mean, do you, do you think that there's any team that really looks like the favorite going into the world series? Well, it would definitely be the American League team, especially they've got home home field advantage. And then just the fact that those two teams in particular, both really, they, they were strong all the way throughout the entire season. Um, do we match up on paper with either one of them? Probably not. But have we matched up on paper with the Dodgers? No. Nope. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I mean, I, I heard a conversation on 106.7 earlier today of, you know, which team do we want to face and why? And, and you know. I don't think either one of them is head and shoulders above the the other, and I don't think either one of them are great matchups for us. So I don't think it really matters who we see. Yeah, it's like again, it's playoff baseball. Who, who knows? Um, I know you got to go. I wanted to ask you a quick question because it's been the topic of conversation for pretty much anybody who's a DC sports fan. Um, have you taken any joy, any like kind of sick enjoyment out of the fact that the Nats won? the national league championship series hours before Bryce Harper's birthday. <laughs> My kids adored him. Yeah. Absolutely adored him over the years. And I really thought he got a lot of unfair media attention for things like blowing the kiss in Hagerstown. Um, that, that particular example still comes up. And the thing that is always missed when people tell that story is the fact that the pitcher had, had just, drilled him right square in the back in the previous at bat and stared him down as he walked to first base. So he comes up the next at bat hits one 430 feet. And of course he's going to take his time rounding the bases. He never looked at the pitcher, never showed him up while he was around the bases. The pitcher circled the mound following him 10, 15 steps away from the actual dirt of the mound, um, just screaming in his ear the entire way around the bases. And he didn't even look at him until he was rounding third base coming home, looks up at him and blows a kiss. I've got no problem with that. None whatsoever. A 19 year old kid. And that's all he reacted. Come on. That's pretty much sure. If you ask me. (laughs) So I, you know, on, on one hand, I love it, you know, going to the ballpark and seeing all these, these jerseys that have been tailored up and, and changed. And, you know, that was definitely 
looking at him over the years, he was definitely a one man show. He was never hanging out with teammates off the field. Um, but he came to work every day and busted his butt for us for seven years. So I've got no ill will towards him whatsoever, but it's a thing for our fan base and it's a thing that's really united our fan base in some way. So I've got no problem with it. I hear you. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where you can still root for him as a person, but like whenever he right. comes to town, you gotta, you gotta razz him as hard as you possibly and, can. And, and growing up a Braves fan, um, the Phillies were the one team I didn't want to see him on. So, yeah. you know, that that's, I probably would have bought a Bryce Harper Jersey for whatever team he ended up on with the exceptions of the Phillies and the Mets <laughs> anywhere else. I would have bought one. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and he was, he was, I really liked his message of, wanting to make baseball fun again and honestly i wish him the best of luck in philly um but right now i'm i'm enjoying the hell out of the memes and i'm absolutely. sharing so often so. absolutely i'm right there with you right all right buddy well I, I know your time is short man but thank you so much for your input on this it's it's awesome that i got to talk to somebody who was actually there at the stadium so well again thanks for your time buddy i appreciate it no problem let's do it again soon All right, guys, so that was my interview with a good friend of mine, uh, Will Yao, baseball expert I would consider him to be. And the reason why I held off on the interview, like I said, baseball is a superstitious sport, and the Nats were in the World Series. And I was, I'm sure you're aware now at this point in the stage of things, the Nationals are the World Series champions for 2019, and I am just over the moon about it. So I wanted to end on... A clip here real quick of the final out as the Nationals won the World Series. It was just an incredible evening. We will be talking about this more on GGR Pirate Radio. I wanted to give you a little bit of a teaser and I wanted to air that interview that I had with Will. Um, so you guys have a little bit of something before we go into this in great detail tomorrow on GGR Pirate Radio. So make sure you tune in. Um, I would say this weekend, like Saturday or Sunday, we should have the episode up and ready for you. Um, but for everybody here at the Great Deep Refuge, my name is Mike Lunsford. Thank you for listening to Mike on the Mic, and don't be a juice that. Hudson sets. The kick, and here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! The celebration is on! The Washington Nationals are the world champions! Remember where you are, so you Washington Nationals finish the fight from the depths of a forgettable 19-31 start. They have climbed to the top of baseball's highest peak, giving us all a finish to a season we will remember for the rest of our lives.
Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!